Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. The number of students being expelled or suspended. This is from secondary schools across Ireland. It's jumped since the pandemic and the full reopening of schools. According to new figures from Tusla today, they say they're up about 50%. It's hardly surprising though, considering the schools were shut during that period. Pat McKenna is a former secondary school principal. Pat is with me on the line. Pat, despite the fact that there's a rise in the number of students being expelled now, these figures are still below the pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, good afternoon. It's uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, I think when we look at the figures, uh, obviously the headline would bring you to believe numbers have increased. And yes, as you said, they have um, from the COVID days, but schools were closed for many of those uh, days. So the numbers are actually down from over 12,000 suspensions on average, kind of pre-COVID um, to now around 8,000. So that, that, that's showing a kind of a 66% drop. And I suppose it shows that maybe COVID has caused schools to, to reevaluate, to, to have a look at the object, objective of a sanctions such as suspensions um, and look at the effectiveness of it. Um, students are presenting with more anxiety coming back. And I think schools are very conscious of that, that often that anxiety is expressed by maybe behaviour that goes against the code of behaviour. But schools are looking a little bit deeper now. And I think COVID has caused schools to, to reflect more on that and uh, to reevaluate potentially what the, the use of a, of a sanction such as uh, suspension um, going forward. Mm. I imagine schools, Pat, from, from your time and your experience as principal, I imagine schools are, are slow to move to expel students. Yeah, the, the expulsion is really a, a very much an end of the line when all other um, options have been gone through, explored, supports have been given. And schools don't do it lightly. I mean, in fairness, schools would reflect back and it's with great sadness that you even take that step. And it is, you question yourself as a school principal, school management, you know, could you have done something more? It's something you never want to see in your school. Clara's on the line as well with us, Pat. Clara, have you, you've some experience of this, have you? Well, my experience is in relation to um, one of my children being bullied in school to the extent that he had to leave the school um, and go to another secondary school. Now, i in in my case, I know that the bullies' parents were never informed of their bully, the, their child's behaviour, and I think that is an issue uh, with schools that they're not willing to bring their their uh, the parents in to address their ch- children's behaviour. Now, obviously, if it gets to the extent where children are being um, suspended and expelled, then that's different. But kind of at the very beginning, or even right in the middle of it. Mm. You know, there just doesn't seem to be a joined up thinking, you know, um, approach to it where the parents on both sides are are in contact with the school about, you know, the behaviour. They were never told, Clara? No. No, and I know that for a fact. Because I know the people involved. And like in the end, like after my child left school, I I had I got an opportunity to speak to those people and kind of said, oh, yeah, he was being bullied in school. And they were like, oh, really? You know, and they were shocked to hear it. That and it was actually their child that was doing it. Yeah. And like I've seen that with other people, you know, um, 
like I've spoken to other people whose whose children have been in that situation and you know the parents of the bullies were never called in even when it got to the well until it got to the extent where the children were being assaulted you know once it got violent maybe they were they were called in but usually when um you know, the child had back up from friends to, mm. to back up because their schools just aren't inclined to believe, you know, bully children either unless they physically see it. They aren't, you know. So it's just like it's no wonder that that behaviour escalates if the, the bullies aren't sure being held to account yeah. properly. How does, how does it work, Pat? Like if, if Clara comes, you know, came to you and, and told you the story of, of her child, what, what, what should happen or what happens? Well, schools have defined procedures and they are, they are laid down by TUSLA um, and then adapted for the particular school. So every school should have and does have, I believe, uh, an anti-bullying procedure. And that's there for parents. And I think it's important for parents to be educated on that so that they know what are the steps in that. Um, and when uh, an accusation of bullying or an incident of bullying whether it's highlighted by a parent, by a student, by another student, um, or noticed by a teacher, then the school follows that procedure. And if they do, then at different points on that, there are different actions. And it would be usual um, that in a case where bullying is determined to be happening, that the parents of those students uh, would be involved and supported both the bully and the person bullying need to be supported in in these cases they're often very complex situations social webs and it's i suppose complicated further now by the 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 cyber the cyber space that we live in where many of these things may be happening outside of schools so they're very complex things for schools to deal with but schools do have procedures and in the main i believe they are very good at dealing with these situations there are situations i'm sure um, where uh, you know a satisfactory outcome has not been achieved, but in most cases, schools are good at dealing with this very complex mm. situations. Chris is on the line as well, um, Pat and Clara. Chris, you experienced uh, bullying in school. I, I, I know you've you've told us here about it previously, but were any of your bullies ever expelled? No, they weren't expelled, um, Andrea. They were suspended for one day and they were given detention and just to follow up there what Pat was saying now there is measures in place and anyone can actually read up so I'm just echoing that but however it's all on gov.ie and there is bits and pieces that you can learn about the the latest action plan that came in last year on bullying and uh, but with these all in place which is great but are schools actually following this up because I've done a lot of school talks uh, since I spoke out about my story I've been horrifically bullied and I'm getting a lot of the same results and saying my school never did anything or the school in question never did anything and it was it's quite horrific to understand that the welfare of students is supposed to be their priority but it's neglected at the end of it all Just remind uh, listeners Chris a little bit about your story your experience so basically, I was a first year student and I was trying to make new friends, you know, uh, uh, along with adjusting to new subjects and new teachers and all that. And I was trying to find a, a friend group to fit in with. And I didn't get a chance to do any of this for the simple reason that within the first week I started in, in the school, I was subject to physical and verbal bullying altogether. 
and it literally happened on day one. And after three weeks, long story short, I was basically taken out of school because it was the best thing I could do to actually continue living because the, the bullying was so bad. I was thrown downstairs. I was nearly choked to death. And that's only, the, that's only a part of it. And the, the response was detention for one day. Literally, yeah, literally detention for for the two kids that I could pinpoint and they also got suspended for one day. Uh, I don't know if the detention was more than one day, but I think the one day detention and the suspension in their eyes was enough. But for me and my family and other victims of bullying, that's not enough. You know, this is assault. If, if you assaulted someone on the street, uh, at all, for whatever the scenario is, you are... You know you are arrested by the Gardaí, and 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 you know you are serious in some actions, mm. some strong actions against this. Like so, <laughs> that was nothing for, for victims of bullying. So you 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 left the school. Yeah, I had no choice because I, the, with the whole traumatic experience, it it went on on a you know it went on aided. Then after that, because even when I was outside of school. I was on the bus one day and these bullies at this point were, were given the suspension and detention. But they came up to me and basically kept threatening me. You know, they, they put their forefinger across their neck and making threats. And I, I was living with that for a good few weeks and months after uh, the, the event. So I, I just couldn't go back to that school in question. Yeah. I just there was, there was no way. And because nothing was done and because I was literally to fend for my own devices, um, I tried to go to other schools after, but the the, the mental health issues that arise from being a victim of bullying mm. just took in from PTSD, anxiety, depression and all that. So that's where I stood. So I could never finish my school years as a result of it. But it's, it's, it's desperate, Chris, that, the, you know, the, the onus was nearly on you to, to take yourself out of the situation rather really than, than deal with it. Yeah, I had to. To survive, Andrea, I did. It was either sacrifice education or sacrifice my, or, or, you know, go education and then lose my life. You know, if I kept at it and at it, I, I was not only up in my brain, but I was also physically dealing with mm-hmm. the day in and day out of stuff. And I wasn't focused on my schoolwork. Anyone that's been bullied, one of the sure signs is, is that, you know, they're falling behind in mm-hmm. their classes and subjects. Or, or they're just not sleeping too good. They could be wet in the bed, which is what, what ended up happening to me, you know. And I was just sleepless nights and just constant worry of of what was to come. I was looking over my shoulder. Brian Mooney is with us as well, Chris on the line. Brian is um, a guidance counsellor and, and also columnist as well with with the Irish Times. Like Brian, as Chris said, you know, schools have policies and there's protocols and loads of rules and plans and everything that they're all supposed to follow. But yes, you, you heard from Chris and, and Clara as well in her child's case. A lot of the times the schools seem to do nothing. That's people's actual well, experience. Well, I can assure you... Um I can assure you that I have been on, I mean, I'm serving on four boards of management currently, and I'm, you know, I was on the board of management of my own school for many, many years, and we had an absolutely clear policy. Uh, Effectively, we had care team meetings, uh, junior cycle, transition year and senior cycle every single week. Every single year head would bring forward any issues that were arising, you have cameras everywhere in schools now, other than in, inside and obviously toilets and areas like that. 
and any incident can be, if it's happening in the school, you can present the evidence to parents. Um, the fact that, that expulsions and suspensions are lower than they were pre-COVID, that's obviously because the system in COVID, people were at home. But effectively, schools nowadays, in my experience, handle the issues around misbehaviour by children very effectively. Parents are brought in. I have had many, many experiences where parents and students were before boards of management where behaviours were presented and told if this doesn't, you know, rectify itself, we are going to have to suspend you and then ultimately possibly expel you. What happens in most situations where that is, it's trying to protect both the students who are being bullied in the situation we've just described, mm. but also trying to find a way to give the child who is behaving in this way a fresh start. Because in many situations, the behaviour of a student who ends up being expelled has been such that effectively their ability to actually get a quality education has been damaged irreparably. But what happens, and Pat would probably you know, confirm this, is principals in an area, kind of, they, they kind of will take a student and give them a fresh start on the basis that they'll have the favour reciprocated by that principal you know, in another situation. Yeah, you take my bully and I'll take yours. Yeah, exactly. Is that what and happens, Pat? Some... Is there a swap? Well, I... Well, I, I think we're very much focused on sanctions here, whereas actually I want to go back a step really because schools are all about promoting a culture of respect for each other. So it, it starts way back. The sanction is right at the end and the number of students who reach the level of um, you know, either suspension or expulsion would be really, really tiny on this because schools are proactive on it. They're promoting an education. We have to look at the, you know, what is the objective of any sanction? It must be to affect a change in behaviour. So it's, it's not sanctioning for sanctioning's sake. It's sanctioning to create a learning. And it's really more about the supports that go around that. If you suspend yeah. or are dealing with something, it must be those supports, both internal and external, okay. and working with parents. Let me just bring some. I agree with that, by the way. Yeah, let me just bring some of the listeners' texts, maybe to you, Brian and and Pat, as well. Um, I moved my son to another school because of bullying. The principal rang me to be lenient on a bully. He never rang the bully's parents, though. This texter: Schools are terrible with dealing with bullying. They just wanted to go away. The bullies are never punished. The child being bullied has to just deal with it. As a parent, we are constantly in the school and nothing done. Thankfully, they moved on to secondary school. Things are much better there. This listener, my daughter was badly bullied in secondary school. We had to change school. The principal took no responsibility. The two bullies are now primary school teachers. God help the kids that are bullied in their school. Another listener, a girl in my daughter's second year class was assaulted last week while sitting at her desk. She had her head bashed off the table several times. The female teacher had to run to a classroom next door to get a male teacher into the class to drag her off the child. The bully that did it only got two weeks suspension. The parents have now made a formal complaint to the guards and it's, it's not the first incident this girl was involved in either. You see, Brian... There are only some stories now that I've mentioned. Well, and, and, and obviously, you know, we get an awful lot of society's problems that, you know, are obviously also present in schools. But I know from personal experience that schools do everything they can. You know, obviously, if something happens, 
you know, the teacher in that situation observed it. That would go to a board of management. Obviously, parents will be brought in. Obviously, you have to bring the parents of a bully in if, in fact, you're, you're thinking of either suspending or expelling a child. And I have seen situations where, you know, parents have been asked to take a child out. And as I said, you know, the principals try and organize in situations like that to give a child a fresh start. Ultimately, every child should have their education supported and protected. And I know in my personal experience that schools go to the nth degree, as Pat said, to try and support children, to try and ensure that children can be supported in their education. And at the same time, if we have societal problems, which is what bullying is, you know, coming into the school situation, schools do their very best. Okay, you're getting examples of situations where maybe schools haven't handled it properly, but ultimately schools have through the care team situation or situation, they have a situation where you have a, a yearhead who is constantly monitoring the behaviour of a disruptive child or a bully and, you know, pointing out to them. Because what they are trying to do is give that child the structure to be able to live as a a good member of society as an adult. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if people have bullying tendencies, that could have horrendous effects in their own relationship and marriages and families later on. So schools are trying to... I wouldn't call it social engineering, but they're effectively trying to give people the, the, the skills to be able to live a quality life. And, you know, obviously we, okay. we have examples where there's failures everywhere, but ultimately I think schools do a very good job. Chris, just on a, on a final word um, for the moment, like even in, in your time, since now you go back and, and you chat yourself to students and you go into classrooms for, for schools and talk to them about dealing with bullying, do you think things have, have changed? No, it's still the same. I was actually going to ask, could I come in after that? So, uh, thanks, Andrea. So, no, basically, there has been no changes all that much. Now, the, some schools that I've been in, and like uh, what Brian was saying, there's uh, some schools do have these measures in place and they do follow up. But there's a lot of schools that I've been in and the, they put in the work and they do do their bit. But bullying happens in so many shapes and forms in, in this current climate. We have online bullying, we have the physical bullying in schools and sometimes teachers are not seeing this um, sometimes it's out of the school hours and one of the common replies that I've heard is from, from parents talking to me and even teachers talking to me is that sometimes they just, from the teacher's point of view first they say that we don't have enough resources or we don't have enough funding okay. to implement someone and as for talking about a first year or, or, or for anyone in, a, in any school year in secondary school in regards to the, the year ahead, my year ahead did nothing at the time. She thought I was just nervous because I was starting a new school and I was looking for attention. I wasn't looking for attention. I wanted to, the only attention I was looking for was trying to meet new people so that I could blend mm-hmm. in. But I was mm-hmm. never given that chance. Does, and b- b- Plenty of people getting in, in, in contact um, about this as well. Uh, listening with interest to the bullying discussion, I have a 16-year-old son who's been bullied relentlessly by one student. He's alienated him, left him without friends. I think the fear, uh, the fear is the impact on the bullied child after it's been reported, being considered weak and a loser in even reporting the issue at all. I agree with the parents who say schools ultimately do nothing. This texter says, my daughter was bullied um, by a few school, sorry, by a few girls in school, happened in County Wexford. They spoke about, they spoke about her recently deceased mother. Student was suspended for a few days. My daughter still sees the girl daily though. Absolutely shocking attitude from the principal at the school gates, says this texter, this desperate stuff. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.